1: Yo, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to the same old Arsenal team talk. I am your host, Dan Potts, and we're gonna be getting right into things tonight, into the Everton game, which is at the weekend. I've had a nice week off. I feel refreshed, I feel relaxed. I had a lovely trip away with some family. Marker, you all know from this channel. My sister and the kids all had a bit of a break, and I was it was nice to have a little bit of a refresh, recharge the batteries away for some football and just chill and relax so now i'm back into it and it is an absolute pleasure to welcome back my, my boy manny manny from the last brothers he's back from a week off himself manny how you doing bro
2: i am doing well dude i'm doing better uh it was an it was a forced week off you know things that happened, and uh you know i had to deal with a few things physically as well my body let me down last week so uh I had to rest and I had to listen to it, but I'm back. I'm back and I'm looking forward to talking about this with you guys, man. So thank you for having me back on, Potts.
1: Manny, it's always a pleasure. You know that. You know I need you with us on a Friday night and also someone I absolutely love having on with us in time for the Everton and Arsenal game. It just seems fitting. Mr. Kevin Campbell, how are you, sir? Oh, he's on mute. You're on mute, (laughs) KC. You're on mute, mate. There we go. No, still can't. Still can't get you. For some reason. Let's mute. Unmute. (laughs) No, I could hear you a minute ago. Now I can't hear you, man. What's happening? What's happening? Try coming out, come back in again. That's the one. <laughs> I'll speak to Manny and I'll greet you back in. Manny, it's been an interesting week. It's been an interesting um, time to be away from Arsenal as far as I'm concerned, bro. But is it getting a bit boring now talking about the same things every time I sit and watch Arsenal or hear about how we've been playing? I didn't really watch too much of the game on Wednesday. I watched a bit of it with my brother-in-law. We got to a stage where we're still talking about the same players, we're still talking about a performance, we're still talking about a lack of kind of creativity, and we're still talking about the same players, Manny. What did you what was your make on, on how things have been going, uh, of late? Because every time me and you speak, bro, it's exactly the same stuff we're talking about. It's getting quite boring now. Do you know what I mean?
2: It is getting quite boring, but the only people who can change the narrative are those players on that pitch. They're the ones who are not changing the narrative, hence why we are having the same conversations. The creativity aspect is, is, you know, we can go on and on and on about that and people can talk about a certain person. At the end of the day, there are a lot of players in this team that are out of form and out of form, but on top of that, they don't care, POTS. They don't have Mm. the bottle for the fight. They only care about themselves, Right, a lot of players are playing for themselves, they're not playing for this team, they're not playing for the badge, they don't care, Pots. It's about the paycheck. You know what I mean? So the reason why we're having the same conversations is because they're not changing the narrative, they're not making us have a different conversation. We can talk about formations, we can talk about Arteta doing this and what he's not doing. At the end of the day, we were having the same conversations last year. And what hasn't changed from last year? These players. You cannot make a leopard change of spots. You can't. So there are a lot of fans who have believed that, you know, Arteta could build something with this team and, you know, Jaka's deficiencies have been hidden and he got in a tune out of them. At the end of the day, deep down in their DNA pots, they are losers and they are not good enough. You cannot make losers into winners. You can't do that. So the only way you change the narrative pots is you get them out the door. Enough is enough,
1: man. Enough is enough. And listen, I have to agree because it's the same players we talk about and he even had to shake things up. He was forced into shaking things up on Wednesday and we still see the same lack of confidence, lack of care. And some of the stuff I see personally from some of these players now is getting frustrating and it's getting boring. Like I said to you, it's nothing different. We see it every single time. It doesn't matter whether you're home, whether you're away, whether you play three at the back, five at the back, four at the back. We're seeing the same stuff. And you talk about it now, Manny, and say enough's enough. Get out the door. Do you think we can get these players out the door in January? Or is it going to take longer than that?
2: It may take longer than that. But really, if the club are serious about being challenges again, if they're serious about being a big club, not just in in the phrase, but in action as well, then in January, you act like a big club. In January, you look at certain players, you go, you know what, your surplus to requirements, get out of the door. You know, we talk about Arsenal are a big club, right? But big clubs act like a big club. And there is a reason why we allow Certain characters to come through the door at Arsenal because there's certain characters that fit the, 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 you know, the institution of Arsenal, the characteristics of Arsenal, and that is no leadership, that is no fight, that is no mentality, that is no bottle. This is why the Mustafi's are through the door, and the Jackers are through the door, and the Kalasniks are through the door because they fit that loser narrative that is running right at Arsenal Football Club. There is no mentality from the top down to the bottom. There is a mediocre, mediocre, you know, state of mind that is allowed to run through the club at the minute. There's no winners. There's no real mentality. There's no real ambition to become better than what we are. Hence why we keep making the same mistakes that we've been making since we moved to the Emirates. It's the same errors, and it's a different regime. I mean, I, I don't know what, I don't know what.
1: Man, it's, it's passionate words as ever, Manny, and, and I totally agree with what you're saying. You know my thoughts on these players, and and how, my thoughts not just this game, but the the last few years in some cases. KC,
2: but, you're back. but sorry, what, Manny? Yeah, but it's a case of there. I've never seen an Arsenal team that I despise. I've <laughs> never seen an Arsenal team where I can sit here and I can go. I cannot stand a lot of you people, as footballers and I'm pretty sure as men, I couldn't stand you either. It's one thing to, you know, to not be good enough, but if you're not good enough, the one thing that you replace that with is you try your best. Can mm-hmm. you really sit here pots, and say that these players are giving 100%? That they're not going out there and they, they're they not giving 100%. Right, they're not. I despise this team. You know, there's only a few players that go past the wayside, but there's uh, this team here, as a collective, I can't stand them. I can't stand them being at my football club, bro.
1: Man, and people may sit there and say that's harsh words. KC, quick sound check. Can you hear now, mate? You're good.
3: I'm here, Dan. Can you hear
1: yeah. me? Yeah, we can hear you now, man. I don't know what was happening there. It's either my internet or your internet. <laughs> I'm in
3: Spain, so, you know, it could it fluctuate. I, I was just supposed to be on something before. Couldn't even connect. So, oh. With a bit of luck, I'll, I'll stay on to say my piece. I love what Manny was talking about before, by the way. And uh, I would I, love to be able to add to what Manny said. Please do. Because you know what Dan, it's, uh, it's really important. Arsenal fans try to take the emotion out of it. Let's look at the cold hard facts of what's gone on. A lot of the times, we've got to go back a decade, okay? You go back a decade and under Arsene Wenger, Arsene Wenger was getting Champions League with lesser players, okay? But the league wasn't as strong as it is now. So we can do that. We weren't getting anywhere in the Champions League, by the way, but because we were qualified for the Champions League, Everybody, you know, we swallowed that, didn't we? Oh, yeah, or oh, this, Arsenal, that, Arsenal, this. We knew then we needed a centre-half, Dan. We knew then we needed a centre-midfielder, Dan. Never been replaced. Go forward 10 years, the so-called inexperienced manager comes in and, and tries to rectify that straight away. You've got experience in Vengar, you've got experience in Emery, Never rectified it. Spent £73 million on Pepe when really a centre-half and a centre-midfielder, we were crying out for. If we'd have got it, I think we, we would have finished in the league. We would have qualified for the Champions League in Emery's first year. But this isn't, this isn't a shot at Emery. This is cold, hard look at what Arsenal have done. So we had lesser players then 10 years ago. Arsenal always used to spread the narrative. It's a great dressing room. It's a great dressing room. It's a great dressing room. No, it wasn't a winner's dressing room. The culture changed. That's why the fans feel don't feel connected with this team because you know what, Dan Manny was right. <laughs> the players with talent are not performing. One thing you could always guarantee about the Vieira and all that, and even going back to when I played, everyone will put it in. Everyone will fight. Everyone will fight. But what I see, I see capitulation. I see people are ducking out. I see people not wanting it. And that comes from the culture. That's the attitude. And it comes from the top. For years, we haven't wanted to be the best. We would have won a couple of Premier League titles. In the 10 years, if issues have been rectified. But the fact of the matter is, they haven't. It was all about money. We got told down the river about leaving the inventory to go to the Emirates. And now we end up getting sold down the river, Dan. We've been sold down the river. Metrics get mentioned and all this nonsense. We're going to be eating at the top table. We're going to be challenging. None of this happened. So, where do we draw a line in the sand, Dan? Where? Where do we? Arteta's been in, in the job two minutes. He's trying to... He's trying to. I'll tell you the most important thing what he's trying to do. He's trying to break that culture. He's trying to, he's trying to make a culture. But there's people in that dressing room, Dan, I'm telling you now, who do not fit Arsenal's culture. There's fans who love them. But I'm telling you now, if you remember when George Graham came in, we had two England fullbacks. We had Graham Rich, we had Stevie Williams, we had Rixie, we had this. What, what, did that, what did George Graham do? He snapped it, he broke it, he got rid of the and he built his own team. That's what Mikel Arteta needs to do. He needs to build his own team. And the he's playing Arteta out they the door on Arteta, I, I get that because people can have their own opinion. But the next manager who comes in is gonna is gonna suffer the same fate. So we have to allow somebody to build something and it starts with the culture.
1: Casey, I think it's spot on and I'm gonna get Manny to come in there because it's really interesting for me to hear both of you speak. I speak to you both regularly and you're on the same page. Manny, I'm gonna bring you in on this one, ma'am
2: Yeah, ma'am. So just this, I like to read the comments as we do this sometimes, and somebody in the comments was saying you can't just get rid of the players, You know they have contracts. I get all of that, that they have contracts and they have to you know, abide by them. But see, when you give a player a contract, they have to play to that contract. You're earning a certain amount of money, then prove that you are worth that money even though they have contracts you cannot tell me that these players have played to the money to the wages that they that they are on they don't care about this club see having a contract is one thing right having a contract is one thing but well, play like you give a damn play like you give a damn that contract shouldn't define you the culture at this club is to do the bare minimum they are comfortable being at arsenal because they know it's like a holiday camp Why is it that the Mustafis are okay running down their contract and sitting on the bench? Or Socrates is okay doing it? Or Urzo is okay doing it? That is not the kind of book. That's not the kind of players you want at the football club. It's okay to run down your contract and not play football. Shouldn't you want to play football? So it's all good having a contract, but having a contract means that you will want to play football. And they have a contract, but they are okay not playing football. They're okay just earning that money. The culture at Arsenal Football Club at the minute is to do the bare minimum, and it's okay. Nobody challenges the status quo. And when you challenge the status quo, you're met with resistance. So our Tector is facing that resistance. He tried to punch way too many players in the face, way too many of them in the face. And you expected them to, he expected them to react. But what he got was resistance. What he got was clicks. What he got was player power. What he got was snitches. And what he got was snakes that do not care about football. They came to Arsenal to earn a wage, sit on the bench and be comfortable with that. They didn't come to win trophies, mate. So the culture needs to change. But it doesn't start with Arteta. It needs to start from the top. And from the top, they're okay doing the bare minimum, man. And it filters down. And it's sad. It's
1: massively sad. Go on, KC. let me just tell you this. From the top, the top
3: have realised. The top have realised what's been going on. Because they've left it in the hands of a lot of people to carry this club forward, this great club forward. And it's been mishandled, it's been mismanaged. But let's 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 tell the truth. It has been mismanaged. So, you see the so called people, the guru who was supposed to be make it great. No. Out, out, out. They've all been kicked out. Now Edu's in. Now Arteta isn't just the coach, he's the manager now. So gives him greater power. Why? Because he can get them wasters out. Get them out, and whatever it takes, they need to leave the football club. I know there's a lot of people who say, but Arteta won't pick this, and Arteta won't pick that. Do you know who you want pick some of these youngsters, Dan? After what I saw the other night, because the young players are supposed to be getting help by the experienced players, not the other way around. It should not be these young players helping the experienced players. And he's protecting the youngsters, because you know what? In that culture, it's all wrong. Experienced players are the ones who are supposed to be guiding the youngsters. But the youngsters are proving that they've actually got more bollocks than a lot of the bigger players. Not all, but a lot of the bigger players. So again, this is another thing that Arteta has to sort out and he will, I tell you this, he will sort it out. He will sort it out. And we've had it for over a decade. And now we get a guy, finally he comes in, sees we need a center off, sees we need a centre-midfielder. But there's too many, there's too much poison in the face. He's got to root it all out. Root and branch. Get them out. I'm telling you. And the fan base, don't get too uppity about this name and that name. Get Be, 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 be happy with people who come in. You might not know the name, but grasp for this football club. That'll do me. I'll tell you that. That
1: will do me 100%. Man, is spot on. Uh, Kevin, I'm going to stay with you because our, our good friend of the show and massive Gunner, Kenny Ken, I said, Kevin, what's changed? The bad eggs from the Emery days are still at the club. Yes, Urza has been pushed out, but one of the bad eggs has just been given a new contract. Player power reigns at Arsenal. It does seem to me, KC, that there is a lot of bad eggs at this club currently. And I think the reason I want to come to you on this one is because obviously we all saw you at the game on Wednesday night. Great punditry, by the way, on the old Amazon. And you saw it through your own eyes. You saw people trying. You saw people that weren't trying. What, what was you seeing with your own eyes on that pitch on Wednesday, Casey?
3: Look, we had a conversation before we came on air. And it, it's, so, so, it's so different when you're actually there witnessing it on the pitch. And, and you see the players who... Look, you see the players who only play when you've got the ball. You see the players who... Go half-heartedly to close down. Because I know this much. I know Mikel Arteta wants his team to press. But the problem with pressing for some of these Arsenal players is, you've got to work hard, Dan. You've got to work damn hard to press. And be nasty. And be difficult. So the problem is, these are the cards Arteta's been dealt. We look at the recruitment, there were players he tried to get out, there were players he tried to move up, but they didn't want to go. So that, that's another difficult situation, but I'm sure in the background they are planning overhaul because he knows he can't trust them. He knows he can't trust them. Yeah, listen, our tackle will know, we might think someone's a bad egg, but they might not be a bad egg. Because our tetra knows if I get this lot out, he will conform. Remember, he's around these players all the time. So I understand what Kenny Ken's saying, makes a great point. There are definitely bad eggs in there and all the bad eggs, all need to go. Or not play. So I'm fine with pushing them aside and not playing them. But unfortunately we haven't got enough quality or enough hungry players in the squad. To make a difference right now, so we have to use some of them. And until we can move and shake in January and then the summer, you know, we're gonna we're gonna feel a little bit more pain then. I'm telling you, we're gonna feel a little bit more pain.
1: I think we are. I think we're going to feel a lot of pain, to be fair. Manny, I want to bring you in on a couple of things. First of all, massive shout out to Trev uh, Hilsey. Will Arteta be communicating directly with the owner? Let's talk a little bit about that, Manny. I want to bring in Edu. I want to talk about the rumours of Willian and Luis that we're hearing that have been the snitches at the club that we believe. How much do you think, Manny, is wrong outside of what's going on in the pitch? Because a lot of people are saying there's problems in the dressing room. A lot of people are saying there's split in the in the training camp with the Ozil situation. There's a lot of rumours, like I just said, about Luis and Willian. Uh, some rumours about Edu, you know, them two going to Edu and trying to get Arteta out. It just sounds a mess, Manny. What's going on?
2: You know what's interesting about that pot is that it's the experienced players doing it. It's the David Luiz and William are quote-unquote experienced though, man? players. It is happening. Do I believe it's happening? 100%. Because, look, dude, there's a leak in this club. There's been a leak for quite some time. How do we know that, you know, Luiz and Sabayos had a bit of a thing? How did we know that the players had a bit of a, you know, a showdown, let's say, on the training pitch? How do we know these things? How do we know that, you know, Luiz and William quote-unquote are you know, snitching to Edu. Do I believe that's happening? Of course, because they look at these weasels that we've got at this football club. We don't have men at this football club. <laughs> no, it's, not right. even, it's not even, we're not even hearing this about the young players. You're not even hearing anything about the young players. At some point, you would hear a young player's gone to a party or he got drunk or he's doing balloons, this, that and the other. You're not hearing anything about the young players. You're hearing it all about the experienced ones. The quote-unquote men who are supposed to be guiding the group are the ones who are acting like little schoolboys, right? So, Edu, right, and then Casey was saying, you know, Arteta is going to get this right. But if Arteta is going to get this right, he needs to have a man next to him who wants to get this right. Do I believe Edu wants to do that? I don't know. Look at the way he's speaking the last few days. Look at the things that are coming out of his mouth. You know, one minute he's excited about the William signing and then he's shocked that people, exp- you know, expected it to happen and, to, you know, for it to work immediately. Well, you were excited about it. It's not like William went anywhere. He stayed in London. He just came to a new team. So, of course, we're going to expect it. He's been in the Premier League, so he knows what it's all about. I don't believe that Edu is the guy to work in tandem with Arteta to make this happen. I think this is a duo that's been put together because, you know, the ownership thought that these were the men to take him to take Arsenal back to where it, they want to be. Arteta, as much as, you know, Casey and a lot of people want to believe that he's the man to do that. He does things that doesn't make sense. Yeah. He, re- he relied on, he wanted, you know, Xhaka to stay and begged him to stay and give him a staffy, a new deal. He wanted Willian through the door. He gave Louise another deal. So, You want to create a new culture, but at the same time, you want to hang on to the people who have let us down again and again and again. It doesn't make any sense. If Arteta really wanted to weed out the bad eggs, he would have made them sit down. He would have relied more on the Maitland Niles, on the Smith Rose, on the Willocks, on the younger players. You know, he would have played the game a little differently. He wouldn't have been pandering to the people who have been, you know, sinking the ship. That's the problem that I have. So that duo there of Arteta and Edu, I don't believe it will work. I believe if Arteta wants to get the culture right, he needs somebody who wants to work in tandem and get that culture right. That's not going to pander and want more Brazilians in the the team and, and who will come out with stupid quotes like he does. It needs to be somebody who has Arsenal in their veins from the start, who wants Arsenal at the top, not somebody who just wants his compatriots and his fellow countrymen in there. I don't believe Edu is the guy to do that. I don't even know what Edu's role is. The ownership, yet again, have messed up and they keep on messing up. If Arsenal wants to get itself back to the top, Arsenal needs to start loving itself. And the way you love yourself is by getting people who love the club and want to see it at the top, not the Edus who have, you know, a bit of a ulterior motive. You know what I mean?
1: Manny, I think it's a great, great point. Casey, I'd love to get your take on that one, man. What do you make of this?
3: Yeah, listen, for, for, for me... No chance. Absolutely no chance. William and and David Lewis. I don't know where all this speculation comes from about, you know, causing problems. Absolutely listen. These guys these guys are brought in for their experience. So how are they brought in by Arteta? So how are they gonna all of a sudden try and get him out? It makes no sense. This, listen, these these guys have been at a club. And they've had sustained success over the years. They're coming to to a culture at Arsenal that is broken. Let's talk truth. It is broken. Now, because they're coming into a broken culture, they've got to look at it and say, hold on a minute, there's things down right here. And maybe because Williams knew his game is not—he's not playing particularly well and stuff. He's a quiet guy. He's not—he's not a vocal. He's not—he's not that type of leader. He's a leader by example, but he's not playing well. I left it right. Arsenal, are not Chelsea. Arsenal, are not Chelsea. So at Chelsea, he looks apart because he's playing with players. He's playing with a better. in, 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 in a better culture. Arsenal are broke. We've been broken for ten years. And it needs fixing, right? So it's going to look bad now. Do we know? It? Do we actually know what Mustafi was up for the contract, or or we just going on the speculation from the press? Because I don't think he was. I particularly don't think he was, and that's why he will be gone in the summer. He'll either be gone in January or he'll be gone in the summer. So all this speculation from press and this one leaking, that one leaking. I'll be honest with you, I don't know. But it makes no sense if Mikel Arteta wants David Louise and William there to bring their experience to help some of these youngsters, that they're gonna be one, the ones who want him out. It makes no sense. And you cannot tell me, Manny, I understand what you said about Edu. Edu played for this football club. He was successful at this football club, so he knows what it needs. So Maybe he doesn't have the red blood like you and I, guys, or some of the people in the but he knows what it takes to win. I saw him on Wednesday. I didn't speak to him, but I saw him. Very disappointed. He felt it. And that's the way it should be, because I I saw some of the others who were in this position. They weren't feeling it. They, They looked all right to me. I didn't see them feeling it. So, again... We could argue, we could argue, I was going to say argue a toss there. We could argue a toss about who said what, da 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 da, da. When the camp is united, there are no leaks. And do you know who might be doing the leaks? Which the players might get, it the be agents. It might be agents of the snakes. Yeah, good point.
1: Good
3: point. Doing the leaks. But because it's fashionable to say, "Oh, it must be Louisa, must be Willen, I do I disagree. They would have the the respect of Arteta. He showed them a lot of respect, and they will show Arteta respect back, whether they argue or not. Listen, experienced players can argue with the manager. Of course they can, but trying to get him ousted? No, not at me. I can't see that in a million years, Dan. <laughs>
1: Well, I think it's an interesting one. There's obviously a lot of rumours and I think Trev said it in the chat. There's a lot wrong at the moment and there's a lot of things that don't make sense at Arsenal. Uh, Manny, lastly on this one before we move on to the Everton game.
2: Sure. Now, Kev, I hear you. You know, and you're saying it may not make sense. (laughs) But see, I have a feeling that these players came in, they saw what Arteta was about and they don't feel it anymore. The atmosphere doesn't cater to them. Do I believe they're capable of doing that? 100%. Player power is real. We saw it at Chelsea. Louise was involved in that. We were warned when Luis came in. Luis, if he loves somebody, if, if everything is right with him, he is your man. But at the same time, Louise is not that far away from controversy. You know? So these leaks, as far-fetched as you may think it they are, Casey, don't rule them out. Because these players can turn on an instant. We saw The players turned on Mourinho at Chelsea. It happens. We've seen it happen. Mourinho done a lot for Chelsea, but they didn't have any problem turning on him. So it does happen. Edu, for me, it's all well and good. You know, he was at the game and he felt it. I want to see more. Did you really feel it, Edu? Are you really the man to take us forward? He may know what it is. what instant, more do you, know, you want to see? What more I do you want, want to see? see? You know what? I want to see him actually going into January and going, you know what? You, you and you, your surplus to requirements out. Really intrude I want to see, you know what, Ms. Staffy? instead of playing down your contract, you're saying, instead of saying, you know what, We're, I'm going to run down my contract and go on a free, I want to see them start terminating contracts. I want to see them start doing that. Actually taking the ball by the horns and doing something that makes me feel like, yes, they understand. I want to see them Maddie, start taking plays out of here. Right, Manning, do something that Manning, we haven't seen before. We're, they're not Manning, doing things that we haven't seen before, Kev.
4: Manning, doing the same it will things. Never,
3: it will never ever happen. Football uh, is a business, Manny. So whether you 100%. whether you think that or not, it will never happen. So you're asking for things that never happen in football.
2: It's never going to see happen. Something mate. different, Kev. I need to see something no. different.
3: What, what you, what you need. Minute, to see. Yep.
2: What you need to do is
3: snakes out and players who love the shirt in. That's what you need to do And it it has to happen. Because if it doesn't happen, Arketa and Eva will be out. They know. Will they? They know. They're not stupid. They've both played the game at this football. They the know I what have,
2: you Kev. Need. This is the problem I have, Kev. We're not seeing anything different. We're seeing the same mistakes happening. You know the experience that you were talking about that came through the door? I was apoplectic when Willian signed. you know why? Because Willian is another example of the same mistakes we've been doing since 2006, and that's getting players who quote unquote are experienced, but that experience never shows for us. That experience always goes missing. It's players that we get that are the twilight of their career and they never do anything for us. The list is endless, check. Gallas. Manning. Have you ever thought about why it doesn't work
3: out? Have you ever thought about why? Why doesn't it work out? Why why can a player play for Chelsea and be a top player at Chelsea and come to Arsenal and he's all over the place? It's Arsenal. It's the culture.
2: It's the Team. we are not good enough it's that see, i get that casey i get that casey but when i'm hearing that you know what getting check saves you 15 points a season paul merson said that but petr czech never did anything for us see when petr check is coming out and saying you know what when it was a draw at chelsea there was like it was like you know a morgue it was like a morgue in a dressing room why didn't his influence rub off on the players why didn't that experience, that you know, winning at Chelsea, winning Champions Leagues, you know, winning Premier League titles, why didn't that rub off on the players?
4: Manny, it Never happened for us.
2: Many. So that is I'm, a mistake gonna, that we, we keep, keep on making again. And I'm going to
3: tell you again. A decade ago, this club was on a was on a rollercoaster heading for the buffers. Ten years ago, we can't change what's going on. We are going to feel the pain because the tra- the-, the trajectory started 10 years ago. Perchak per- played in front of a back four. Of, of, look, look who he played behind. Look who he played behind. Arsenal have never been there since oh, well over a decade ago. So Perchak coming in and trying to... It's not going to work. As a football club, we have neglected the recruitment, Manny. And we cannot blame Petr Cech. we cannot blame David Louise, and we cannot blame William. Because before they even come to the club,
2: it was rancid. And it is still rancid, and it needs changing. Agreed. Agreed. But how you stop it being rancid, stop making that mistake. Stop wasting money on 32, 33, 34-year-olds and start investing in what you want Arsenal to look like. Because bringing in a William, bringing in a Louise, you're taking away spaces. You're taking away spaces from players who you want to be arsenal players of the future. And we have done that time after time, after time. It's all well and good bringing in experience, but those experience are taking away places. They're taking away places. You're they're not, not giving to. us, they're not giving us what we need. So instead of getting players who are 32 and not giving us what we need, you go out and you invest on the player who you want to be an Arsenal player of the future and not a Chelsea player of the past. So that managed to change. It's a waste of time and it's a waste of resources, man. It really is.
3: Manny, this is what I will say to you. That is fine to say it. But we are not shopping at Howard's anymore. We're not. Um, We're not even
2: shopping at Marks and Spencer. We Gev, are at Little. Gab, if you're telling me that you cannot, we find are at a Lidl. Player, I'm telling you. If you're if you're telling me you cannot find a player at the minute, a young player who could have done better than what Willian is doing, that, then there oh, is no, a massive no, problem.
4: No,
3: then there's a problem. M- Manny, let me tell you this: you, what you've got to do and what you've got to remember is this. You can bring a young player. You don't know who's never played at a big club. You can you can go and do that and take a punt. Nine of that, then it won't work out, and you get criticised for it because they have never played at the level and have never been consistent. You, you, you might as well say then. Put Reece Nelson in, yeah. Reece Nelson has never done a Premier League season. He's never done. He's never season in the top flight. So, as a manager, you have to play the odds. You've got to get people in who you know one can do the job, and two can help the next youngster coming through to be a better player, be a better pro, etc. Because you know what? If the pros at the club were of any note have to do that. But the problem is that the culture ain't there. He needs to get people in who can help these youngsters because the lads that are there, they are going out.
1: There we go. Uh, Guys, Manny, I'm going to have to hold you there, man. We're going to be yeah, on all Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love started, this. Man. But I love yeah, it man. and it's great and neither of you are wrong. That's why I love it because you're both, got your, you're both backing up your opinions and that's all we've I ask Arsenal, in a debate. We've got
2: Arsenal at heart, Pods. We've got Arsenal at heart. At the end of the day, this is not even a disagreement. It's a passionate discussion. We've got exactly. Arsenal at heart. Do you know what I mean? We want the best for our football club. And at the minute, we're not seeing it and we're passionate about it, man. So this is a great discussion, man. I love it.
3: Yeah, it's a debate. Yeah, it's
1: a good debate, Manny. No, I love it. I really do love it. And uh, straight after this 30-second clip, we're going to bring in our Everton fan and talk about our game. Because believe it or not, we've got a game tomorrow. (laughs) West Cork Beard Company. Make beard oil and beard balm for a strong, healthy, great-looking beard. Handmade from all natural ingredients in Clonacilty West Cork. Check out their YouTube channel for beard care tips and advice. Or catch them online at westcorkbeardcompany.ie Our sponsors there, West Cork Beard or Company. Please go and follow them and get yourself some if you haven't done so already for Christmas. It's my absolute pleasure to invite back Neil. He was on this time last year, believe it or not. Neil, Everton fan, how you doing, mate? Hello, Dan. How you doing? I'm very good, thanks, mate. I'm very it's good. good. To see you, mate. Uh, yeah, good to see you too, man. And I hope things have been okay and that you and the family are safe during COVID. You may as well get it over and done with. You're obviously a huge Everton fan, and we do have Casey on with us. So, uh, Kevin welcome to neil neil welcome (laughs) to kevin
4: Uh, hello mate you okay
1: Oh, he's now gone on mute again. This he's is muted, he's, he's muted, muted now. <laughs> Casey's Case now muted again. He's gonna come out and come back on again. <laughs> it's <laughs> happened before when he was on, so he'll be back. Uh, Neil, listen, uh, mate, it's been
4: it's been a long time, man. But a lot's you, changed. You know what? It's, it's, been, it's been exactly a year. It popped up on my Facebook today. It's been exactly a year to the day as well. There we go. See, how weird is that? We're playing that, each other that again. Is
1: exactly. That is mad. Uh, we have now have a manager that you know very, very well in Mikel Arteta. Uh, I personally uh, wanted Carlo Ancelotti ahead of Mikel Arteta just because I felt that we needed some experience. Uh, have you been happy with his appointment so far?
4: Do you know what? This time last year, we were having the conversation, wasn't we, as well? Yeah. And, um, I, I was really looking forward to the appointment and he's, he has done well. I think I think you you can look at the recruitment and can and you can actually say that he he brought players in that he wants and players that actually want to play for him as well. Uh, I think that's been really really important for the club. Um, Alan's been massive for us. I remember last season um, talking to yourself and we talking about the loss of Garner Gay when he went to PSG, and I remember saying he was he was as big a loss as losing Lukaku, um, and I think. When you see Alan now in that team, you can see what an influence he has on that team and, and especially the back four um, that just look a little bit more comfortable now, especially looking a bit a bit more disjointed, but still getting clean sheets. And I think that he's been massive. <clears throat>
1: I think personally, Alan. I remember you when you come on here before, you were talking about Lucas Torreira being a sort of Arsenal player you looked at that maybe you needed when Garnage had gone. And I think that Alan has come in and been what we wanted Torreira to be for Arsenal. Um, he's been really important and Ancelotti's brought him on from Napoli. He was one of the first names on the team sheet and I've been really impressed with him. But let's go into some of your players, Neil, because personally for me, there's been some players that I've totally raised the bar. I want to talk about DCL, I want to talk about Michael Keane, who I think has been great for you this season and some have said that Holgate's really improved. Uh, So talk to me about some of your players this season and what you've seen from them, Neil.
4: Yeah, I mean the thing is with DCL, they they put a stat on um, I think it was during the Leicester game as well, um, before Ancelotti came in and after. And I think basically when he came in, he said yeah, work hard for the team, but you're doing far too much running and just keep yourself in and around the box area and that that's exactly what he's done it, it sounds so simple doesn't it but um just just something as simple as that has, has got him into the England squad he's in double figures now um and he's, he's just he's just f- so much confidence um for such a young lad still as well I think that people forget and his physical ability and his aerial ability as well for the club is just it's just unbelievable.
1: Yeah, I, I've been a huge fan of of the, of DCO. I think he's been sensational and I think he'll cause a lot of problems for us, for, for us. I really do believe that. And I think that when you look at players that have raised their game, it has been the players that some people would say last season at Everton were the ones that you kind of had question marks about. So that's been really good for me to see. KC, I'm going to bring you in on this because obviously huge Everton and Arsenal legend. Uh,
4: what have you made I'm to Hi,
1: mate.
4: Of- <laughs> okay. Uh, you can hear before you now. We started, yeah, yeah. Before we get started, the, the, the missus is on the uh, the headphones uh, listening in and she said, Oh, Kevin Campbell, she, 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 big Everton fan as well. She said, Oh, he's looking good for 50, isn't he? After that heated debate, on, I man. thought I might cheer you up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it was indeed. Casey, what have you made of Everton Stop? Oh, we love you, mate. We love enough. you. We've we've talked enough about Arsenal and and Everton for me. I've had a good start. We've looked at some players that have improved. What have you made of Ancelotti and Everton? Uh,
3: look, I I think the the important the important transfer of business that Everton needed to do to for this season got done, and that was the midfield. The midfield wasn't functioning. There wasn't enough energy. There wasn't enough fight. There wasn't enough spite. And there wasn't enough creativity in there. You know, you go out, and I've, I've, I've been quoted as saying, you swap out that Cortina engine, the old Cortina engine, you take that out and you put a Rolls-Royce engine in there, Alan, Decore, and Rodriguez, all of a sudden, you know, with with a Gomez in there or whatever, a in there, everybody looks different. Everybody looks more efficient. You you win the first what is it seven eight nine games um, in the league and the cup looking really good and then you, you, you know that dip's going to come at some stage but that coincides with Richarlison getting suspended after getting sent off in the derby Get sent off he misses three games and everything for those three games but that's what tells you about I think the key player for Everton even though you've got Alan Decore, Ray, Hammers, Rodriguez, is Richarlison. Because you attack cat for Richarlison. Because what he does, he can create on his own. He can create opportunities for Dominic Calvert-Lewin. He's such a great player who Calvert-Lewin can play up as well. That when he's not there, I don't think Everton have won a game when Richarlison hasn't played. So, That tells you everything about what this guy brings to the ball. i let Calvert-Lewin. Ancelotti's right. He was doing a bit too much. He was doing all the other work outside the box. And when the ball was coming in the box, he wasn't in it. Fergie helped him tweak it when he took over. And then Ancelotti's got him getting in that box. I want you to be in and around that box. That's getting a lot of his balls. He's dominant in the air. He's going to be a handful for us on on the weekend, that I could tell you that much. Um, but I, I just think Keane, Michael Keane is tough. He went for a bit of a sticky patch and he got some stick from the from the faithful, from the Goodison Park faithful. But I think now we settled is right down. He's the mainstay at the back now, and it's a matter of who plays with him. Jeremina plays with him sometimes and Holgate plays with him sometimes. I like that Godfrey, I think he's a really good player. He's a good sign-in. Um, it will all be starting to come to the party as well, starting to look a lot more consistent in various positions as well. So, you know, Ever- Everton are probably old by now. Beat Chelsea and, and they've beat Leicester. Two teams who we would say would give anybody trouble. Everton have beaten them at home and away. So it's going to be a really, really tough
1: game for Arsenal. It is going to be tough. And I think that it's a—it's always been a fixture that i have kind of nervy of going into. Um, Manny, before I bring you into it, I've got a couple of super chats I do have to read out because they're going to disappear and people have kindly donated to the podcast. So I'm going to read them out. First of all, Wayne, uh, thank you so much for your kind of donation, mate. Didn't Wenger try buying kids and selling experienced players? That didn't work out well, did it? And you know what? Casey and Manny have spoken about it going way back for just uh, the problems that we are looking at now. This goes back a very long time. Also, a kind donation from a good friend of ours from the podcast who was on with me last week. It's gonna Russ, Russell Hogg. Russ, what does stat DNA do for Arsenal's Kroenke's brainchild? Kev, I'm going to ask you that quick before we go back to Everton. What This stat DNA thing, what do you make of this, man? And, and clearly, it doesn't work, whatever it has, has been bought in for. Stuff like anything, Dan. You can
3: put all the stats on a board if you want to, but the bottom line is then when you cross that white line, are you going to fight the opposition and dominate them? That's the only stat we want to know, because at the end of the day, winning, this game is about winning and winning is a cultural thing. You need to build a culture to be able to win, win consistently. And Arsenal haven't had that winning consistent culture for donkeys years. We've won games because we've had quite a play. But as soon as the league starts getting harder, Arsenal start falling out of that Champions League. Top. Don't they? Arsenal fall out of the Champions League. And can't back in. Why? Because the league's strong now. Everybody's got money. Everybody can recruit players who can do a job. And Arsenal's lack of culture... So-
1: listen, I could... I, listen, this spot on. It's absolutely spot on. And this that DNA, I think, Russ brings up a great, great point. Manny, I'm going to come to you... Uh I'm going to go into some team news in a minute, but I just want your thoughts going into this game. Me and you are never really confident at the moment about this Arsenal side, but something tells me about this Everton side, they're going to be dangerous. What's your thoughts on them as we go into meeting
2: them at the weekend, mate? So they've recruited well. They've recruited in a way that I wish Arsenal would have recruited in the past. They've actually addressed some issues. They've added quality. And Calvin Lewin, who was bubbling Underneath the surface, out of nowhere, now he realizes what he is and he's playing to his potential. They got into Corey, who pots me and you have spoken about him yeah. in the past. Exactly, a pl- that caliber of player is what we would have needed and wanted in the midfield. They've added Alan, who I haven't seen really. Alan, they've added James Rodriguez, who we were linked with countless times, but they've added, you know, Ben Godfrey in defense. So they fixed those areas, they went out and addressed their issues. Now, it's one thing to address the issues, but now he's getting them playing and Carlo Angelotti has them playing. He has variety. He has a Richarlison, but then in the background, he has a Bernard. He has an Nairobi. He has options. So, they are dangerous. I'm not surprised that Everton are doing what they're doing, to be honest with you, and this will be a tough game. So, yeah, but Everton have done well and they're doing well at the minute. I'm not surprised.
1: I'm not surprised either. I'm going to go into the team news now. you'll give me the Everton team earlier. I'm going to go into the Arsenal team first. Now, there's a mistake on here straight away because I put in Pablo Marie due to Gabriel's suspension, but I'm being told he's actually playing for the under-23s tonight for fitness. So we're not going to see him, obviously. So it may be that we see one of two things in this side. We either see Maitland-Niles come in or we see uh, Anasco to a back four or we see huh, Mustafi coming into the back three. Now, this is the team I've gone with. Leno in goal. Bellerin is back now from his suspension. I believe he'll be put straight back in. Arteta loves him. Tierney at left wing back. I think the three at the back will be holding Luiz. And I've put in Pablo Marie, but as I just said, he's playing tonight. So it will probably be uh, Mustafi, who I do not want to see, but he seems the only option. Elneny and Sabayos in midfield due to Chaka's suspension. Saka on the left. Aubameyang up top, and I believe Willian on the right, because like I say, Arteta seems to have showed us that he puts faith in these players. So there's two things that can happen there. Maitland-Narles, I believe, should come into that midfield and start because what he's given us is some legs and some energy in that midfield that we have so lacked without the the likes of the Chakas and, and the Elnenys in there. Obviously, Part is a huge miss and gives us some legs and some energy and drive and passion and power, but he's still out. So Maitland-Niles, for me, has to come into that midfield, which would then mean we go back to a back four. I personally feel, and I'll, start, I'll stick with you, Manny, that there's a little bit of fear when is selecting his teams. We saw it against Southampton. Within the first few seconds of the game, Danny Murphy was talking about it on Match of the Day. All players dropped off and just thought, we are scared of we're scared of the opposition doesn't matter if it's Southampton or Real Madrid we're scared of conceding let's all get our shape and try and keep you know keep have a good start this team is not the team i would like to see it is the team i always try to pick that i think arteta is going to go with manny what are your thoughts on this side going into this game
2: horrible <laughs> this is this is a this is a horrible looking i'd like, like bellerin coming back in you know my feelings about bellerin I. I, I I, I lost all respect for Bellerin when he said that Sanchez wanted to win too much. That's not the kind of mentality I want in my side. You know, you say Pablo Pablo Marie. Ah, Under-23s, honestly, having Mustafi come back in the side is the worst thing that I can think of, but who else can we, get, can we pick? You know, that, that's the one we have to go for. Personally, Potts, I would go with a bit more energy in midfield, because you know in that midfield area, if we don't have legs and if we don't have energy, and if you go with a Sabayas and El neni that Everton midfield will eat them alive. I would love to see Maitland now in the midfield. What was the game he played? It was Rapid Vienna, where right? He played in the midfield. I know people say, you know, it's the opposition, but at the end of the day, it's the mentality that he went with in that game. He was energetic. Yeah, be- He's yeah. got legs. You know, he can join in and help the attack if he has to. He can recover the ball because he's been playing defensively for a bit. I would love to see Arteta roll the dice on this one and actually show, show a bit of balls. Go with a free in midfield. Go with some legs and some energy in the midfield. You know, a Willian, you don't want to see a Willian in this team, but you know you're going to pick Willian because Willian is a structure player, right? This is why we won 1-0 like away at United, because there was structure, because Willian helped Bellerin. You know, and he did that defensive side of it, so he's going to do that. I would much rather he actually rolls the dice and goes, you know what, because if he doesn't do that, you're playing into Everton's hands. They are going to attack. They are going to get in behind us. And with a Calvert Lewin, they've got a big lump of a center forward that can just lump balls forward to those knockdowns. So you know we're not good enough. That side that you've picked there, Potts, is terrible. I believe there's better options than that. But I just, I don't think Arteta's going to go with that. So that side there that you picked, we're more than likely to see that, to be honest with you, bro. And that's sad to me.
1: It is sad, man. And this is what I go with. I never go with a side that I want it to be because there's no point. It would be wrong. I always go with a side I think Arteta's going to go with. Casey, I'm going to bring you in on this one. Uh, Before I do so, Robin has said, Martinelli is not in the under-23 squad tonight, does it mean that we will see him tomorrow? That is a massive, massive uh positive bit of news, if that is true. So what do you make of it, Casey? I'd like to see him on the bench, Dan. For sure. Yeah, I like him a lot.
3: But, uh, you know, I, I think there was a, a, mis, there was a mis, mis, miscommunication at, at, at some stage where people thought that Arteta didn't like Martinelli. Um, Arteta likes Martinelli. Arteta speaks very highly of Martinelli. He knows Martinelli brings an energy and a want. It's that mentality. He wants to work. He wants to press. He wants to run. You know, he's a young, hungry player who wants to make a real name for himself. And, you know, we need him. Uh, And for me to be saying that, about what is he, 19-year-old, another 19-year-old? You know, we're relying on 19-year-olds. It's, it's, it's crazy, but I'd love to see him on the bench. Obviously, I don't think he'll start, but to see him on the bench and, and to come on, I think that would be a, a, a big boost for for Arsenal right now. The team, I think you could always play Kieran Tierney on the left-hand side. Louise in the middle and Holdy at the back and obviously put Saka as a wing-back. I think you could always do that as well. Um, Dan or Cedric on the left hand side as well because he's on right or left. I just don't want Mustafi in the team to be honest. You know? <laughs> so, in, yeah, you know, so I don't want him anywhere near the team. But uh, this is one thing I can guarantee you Everton are rolling up their sleeves from tonight because they, they know Arsenal are wounded, Arsenal is suspended. So they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna go for Arsenal and if Arsenal don't if Arsenal do not turn up then ready to fight gonna... <laughs> How many times KC. have we heard that
2: this year, KC? KC, you know you know <laughs> but, why we're relying on nineteen year olds?
3: But especially at Goodison. Especially at Goodison.
2: K C you know why we're relying on on nineteen year olds? Because the nineteen year olds are the ones that have got mentality, mate. The 19-year-olds are the ones that want it. The 19-year-olds and Kieran Tierney, they're the ones that want it. That's why we're relying on them. I also have an inferiority inferiority complex, man, when it comes to playing football right now. Those 19-year-olds don't. You know, They're fearless and they want it. That's why we're relying on them. That's why the
1: culture has to change, man. I agree. 100% it does. 100% it does. Neil, let's bring you in there. You look at that side and, and you're sitting there quietly... I want to get your take on it because you must look at the Arsenal side and think Casey's right. We've got a chance here. This doesn't look like an amazing side. They're not playing well at the moment. Or do you think this is Arsenal and we, we you know, it's still dangerous? What's your thoughts going into this one, mate?
4: Yeah, it's. Um, <clears throat> I think coming off the back of two two decent wins like that but in the way that we have and, and keeping the clean sheets, I think you're going to be massively confident going into this going into this game, especially the form that you're being in. Um, we're lucky enough, lucky enough to be in in tier two as well. So we're going to have a couple of thousand fans there, and I think that's massive as well. You know, I think the players don't have missed that. Um, you know, I think it's huge for it's just a massive boost for the players that you know just just need that extra extra man sometimes. It's, it has really helped, and you've seen in you've seen in the games where where fans have been allowed that the players have stepped it up. Um, and I, I, I do think we will go into this game pretty confident, saying that. Um, you're a side that are desperate to, to, to turn the fortunes, and it's going to be a tough one. We know it's a, we know it's the Christmas period, so he, he might ring the changes. He might make a couple of couple of changes. Who knows? But um, there'll be there'll be some tough battles in there, no doubt. Um, we'll have to see. I think I think the first half will probably um, tell the story of, of of how the game will will pan out.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. And I'm going to stick with you, Neil, and then come to yourself and Casey on the Everton team news because you have got some injury problems. There is going to be some changes, we believe, and it is going to be an interesting side. You, this is a side you've gone with. I'll read it out for our audio listeners. You've gone for Jordan Pickford in goal, as we know. Michael Keane playing well at back-in-the-back back three with Mina and Holgate. Wing-backs of uh, Iwobi and Godfrey. Decore and Gomez in midfield. Calvert-Lewin up front. And then Richardson on the left, Sigurdsson on the right. Is that looking about right, Neil? Because of your injuries at the moment.
4: Yeah, I, I sent you this earlier on, and um, and then he, he said in his press conference that um, Coleman is fit and he wants to play as well, um, and he, he might go with that natural right back. Um, if he does do that, then I could see Godfrey playing a. Makeshift left back, possibly, but but he still might go with that with that back three because you know with with Alan not playing, um, we might just need to shore it up at the back. Um, I'm looking at Mina and Keane there as well. Uh, It was a mate of mine that brought it up, and he said, you know, we are they are slow centre backs, and that could be an area that Arsenal could expose if possible. Um, So he, he might throw an extra man in there just to sort of shore that up. I think. But well,
1: to me, it's still looking like a pretty strong side. KC, it's a good what's your side.
4: It's on... a good side.
1: Yeah. Casey, what's your take on it?
3: Yeah, for me, look, the, 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 the confidence is going to be high. That's that's, that's so um in this game. I like the look of Godfrey. I think he's been a really good signing. Very versatile. Could play centre-back, could play right-back, could play left-back. Um fact that comes will they risk him? I'm not so sure at, at the moment. I know he's, he's, he's captain. Um, so But, you know, they say you never really change a, a winning team unless you have Uh For me, that midfield has got legs, that midfield has got bite, that midfield has got energy. And I think when I look at your team, Dan, and I look at your team, Neil, it, for me, Everton are shading it right now. Um Obviously, things could go different on the day, but when you look at form, you look at a home team, and you look at there's going to there's going to be fans there, and there's going to be obviously a lot of pressure on 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 Arsenal to get something as well because they've they've been poor. Arsenal's been poor. You know, it, I'm swaying towards Everton in this game. I really am because Arsenal just haven't been playing well enough. They're not doing well enough. And they're not playing well. So that tells me, you know, it's uh it's it's probably gonna be favouring Everton. Everton definitely going to the game favourites
4: anyway. Yeah, I mean I I said before as well, I think I think that the, the game could possibly be if Everton do, it, it could, could be won in the first half. The, the, the last two games that we have well, we've kept clean sheets, Leicester and Chelsea didn't have a look in in the second half, they didn't have a shot on target. And I think I don't know whether Ancelotti's working his magic at half time or Everton are sussing teams out working out the formations and how they're playing. Um, but I think that speaks volumes as well. And I think if Everton can get a goal in that first half, then it, it could be really difficult for for Arsenal.
1: Yeah, I believe so. Totally, 100%. Casey, what's your thoughts going into this one as as a kind of ex-player or both? Because we know you're a massive gooner, but does it of Do you go into these games relaxed against Everton and just, you know, if we lose, I'm still half okay. How does it work with you, man? I've always wanted to know. <laughs> That for me, it's, it's, you know, look, I'm an Arsenal fan through
3: and through, you know, as a kid, loved Arsenal, attended the games even before I even played for the club. But when I played for Everton, when I went to Everton, I just connected with the football club. You know, there was a love between me and and the football club and the fans, etc. And that don't happen very often in Dan, let me tell you. So, you know, I'm I'm a gooner, but I, I have... I have a lot of love for Everton Football Club. And I never want any harm to come to Arsenal. And I never want any harm to come to Everton. But, in, in, in uh, you know, whenever they play, I can't lose. And I can't win. <laughs> you know, so, at, at Goodison, I think last year it was North, last season at Goodison. And the season before, I think, um, Everton won one Uh That was under Unai Emery. Um, so, again, what happens in these games is the team who performs on the day wins the game. There's always a team who performs. If a team's going to win, one performs and one don't. Great game last, last season. for was a 3-2 thriller. It was a fantastic game. I think Aubameyang got a couple, ended up winning, winning the game for Arsenal. But I go into this game really looking forward to it because two huge clubs, Two clubs who really respect each other. And, you know, it's one of them, may the best team win. It's, it's simple as that for me.
1: I think that's fair enough. He's Basically, what you're saying is you want Arsenal to win the Europa League and Everton to win the FA Cup, and an <laughs> <season>. <laughs> that would be an amazing season. That would be an amazing season. As long as they don't play to the title. Yeah, that's it, man. That's it. No, respect to you, man. Respect to you. I've always wanted to ask that one, Uh, Neil. Any questions for KC before we move to predictions?
4: Any questions? Um, Probably loads. (laughs) (laughs) uh, You've caught me there. Actually, I was. uh, I was just looking at the time, thinking we're going to be done now. Uh, Any questions? Uh, Give or take. Go on. Um, If you was in charge of Arsenal, which player would you take from Everton? right now?
1: That's a great question.
4: Calvert-Lewin was that?
1: Calvert-Lewin.
3: All day long. All day long. I don't know if you saw the Spurs game. We put in 40 on crosses. (laughs) We probably got in the end of two. He would have (laughs) have had a field day. He would have had a field day.
4: Any regrets? Any regrets from your Everton days? You would like to have... No, no, I've
3: never had any regrets. Never had any regrets in my football career. You know, but listen, I'm one of the lucky ones, Neil. Grew up a bit, supported Arsenal, played for Arsenal, was successful at Arsenal, had to leave Arsenal, and I ended up at another club. At that time when I was coming through, I made my debut against Everton in 88. Know the size of the club, got to play for another great... Premier League club and you know I'm blessed. I really am blessed so I've got no regret um, We were blessed to have pity. you It's just a pity there was no money around then because we would have had a much better team we could have built a much better team
1: back then
4: But you made us a better team anyway There Thanks,
1: we go Neil, A lot of love that, A lot of love for you KC uh, Manny let's come to you with some predictions how are we going to win this game? Do you think we're going to win this game? And what do you think the score is going to be, Manny?
2: How do we win this game? Um, first of all, Arteta picks the right team. He picks a team that's energetic. He picks a team that can go at Everton and create problems for them. Um, is he going to do that? I don't believe so. I believe you know we're going to go into this game with another inferiority complex. We're going to go in there afraid of Everton. We're going to go in there you know, not going in there too... Exploit their weaknesses we're going to go in there to plug their strengths and it's going to be a case of you know Everton are going to come into us and they're going to win 2-0 it's just that simple I don't think we will have anything for Everton because the mentality is going to be wrong on the day but, you know it's been wrong for quite some time but I don't expect any changes here
1: Yeah listen man I can't say that you've been negative there because I am totally with you I'm going to give my prediction quick before I move to Casey and Neil because I feel that what's Manny's just said there is spot on and it comes back to being fearful. And we just look so fearful at the moment. We look like we lack self-confidence. We look like we have no creativity, no sense of urgency going forward. And it looks to me as if it's going to be the same thing uh, at the weekend. I actually think it's going to be a real um, low-scoring game and I'm going to go a 1-0 loss. I think that Everton are just nick it and I do think DCO is going to be that man to get that goal. Uh, unfortunately for us, I believe personally, Everton will nick it on the day, Neil. Let's come to you before I move to KC at the end. What do you think the score is going to be, Neil?
4: Um, I understand the negativity because, uh, as an Evertonian, we've been there, and it's really, <laughs> really hard. To, it's hard to perk yourself up uh, when you've had so many, you know, dodgy results. But at some point, you need a response, uh, and you never know; it could be tomorrow. Um, it's it's that type of game where teams can just step it up a notch. But um, I think being at Goodison, having the fans there as well, um, I do think we'll have the the, the upper hand. I, I, I think, like yourself, it'll be a low scoring game. I think um, I think it'd be quite a, a, a defensive battle, and I'll, I'll I'd, I'd settle for a one 0 I would settle for one.
1: I'm sure you would, mate. I'm sure you would take three points, Neil, 100%. Having said,
4: that, having said that, there was a stat I read earlier that we hadn't have, we kept three clean sheets in a row for a long time. So you might nick one. You never know.
1: Man, we're breaking all the wrong records, O'Neill, this season. So don't, don't rule <laughs> that out, mate. Trust me, don't rule that out. Casey, let's come to you lastly, man. What do you think?
3: Look, I'm expecting, I'm, I am expecting a response from Arsenal. I really am um i've expecting it but i've been expecting it now for such a long time dan and I, I don't really see it I, I i know arteta doesn't send the players out there to be negative he sends them out to be positive but it's just not enough it's just not enough at the moment you know we've seen southampton come to the emirates and play us off the park boss us around you know gabriel has actually done us a favor because we had to we had to sit back in a block, in the low block. That helped us. And I, I know when you look at Southampton, they could put crosses in. They didn't have anybody to head it. Well, if, you're gonna, if people are going to be sticking crosses in against you and Dominic Calvert-Lewins in there, you're going to be in trouble. So I'm going for uh, us to lose the game, unfortunately. I said 2-1 earlier on in the week. I'm going to stick to it. I'd love to be proven wrong. But I, I don't see it. I don't see... Enough of a response.
1: And a victory for, for Everton. There we go. Uh, I think that's a full house. I think everyone's expecting Everton to take the three points, which is very worrying as an Arsenal fan because we do need points from somewhere. I mean, it is getting very, very worrying. That's all we got time for. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Manny, as always, bro, thanks for coming back. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, a great, great debate with Kevin earlier that everyone was absolutely loving. Uh, thanks for turning up, man.
2: No, thank you, man. It was a beautiful, beautiful discussion, you know. And this is what happens when you have two passionate Arsenal fans on a podcast who want the same thing. So thank you for having me back on, Potts. And if I could plug something quickly. Yeah, of course, if you man. guys go over to Ars Bros Rant, 8.30 – There is the Friday Night Preview with my brother Scunny on there. It's a hilarious variety. It's it's a preview show that's different to any preview show that you will see. So pop over there and show those guys some love, man. And while you're at it, subscribe to the Yars Bros Rant YouTube channel. We're crazy over there. Potts, (laughs) as always, thank you for having me on, mate.
1: Manny, absolute pleasure, really is. Neil, thank you so much for coming on also, mate. Great to have you back with us again. Uh, exactly a year. I cannot believe that has happened, yeah, man. The have worked out. Exactly a year ago we uh, we first spoke on here and uh, great to have you back, man. I hope you've enjoyed it.
4: Pleasure, mate. Yeah, thanks very much and all the best. Have a good Christmas. Stay safe and uh, all the best for the new year. You know, it could, you can could only go up. Well, listen, we need to go up, man.
1: There's no, this can't get any worse. Trust me, it can't get any worse. But, mate, absolute pleasure having you, Neil. And, of course, a massive thank you once again to Mr. Kevin Campbell. Cheers, bro. Thank you so much. Super Kevin. Kev. <laughs> no,
3: nah, Neil. Listen, have a good one, Neil. Man. Absolutely lovely, lovely debating here and having a good discussion about Arsenal. Dan, host with the most, as always, mate. And uh, it's a pleasure coming on and speaking to good people and speaking. What we are is football, isn't it? We love it.
1: Absolutely, 100%. Guys, thank you all so much. Thank you to everybody in the chat room tonight. Uh, Over 300 of you at one stage. Absolutely brilliant watching live. Really, really appreciate the support. Please, if you haven't done so already, like and subscribe to the same old Arsenal. Uh, We are going to be back on Monday night for a very festive show with all five of us. Uh, Me, Lee, Craig, Harry and Nigel. Thank you once again, Nigel, in the chat. And thank you all for watching. Up the Arsenal, and we will see you on Monday. Take care, guys.
4: Sports Social Podcast Network.